If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Forrest and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather around for another episode of This Life with Dr. Drew and Bob. Welcome, sir. How are you? I'm good. We're going to talk about your new teeth today. Yes, we are going to. We are. We are. It's amazing. But uh, not only are we going to talk to the dentist that did this to you, we've got a whole bunch of other material. Well, we're going to talk about ketamine drips, CBD oil, (laughs) mythology about dentistry. Yep. Right? Yeah. All in one action-packed hour podcast. Shame. 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 It's important. Shame and guilt are your your nice cornerstones. So Jeff Flores is a dentist. We're going to discuss. We're going to introduce him in a few minutes. He is at the Rancho Dental Studio. But first. That's his. He is an artist. All right. We'll get to it. He's been very enthusiastic (laughs) about Jeff Flores. But first, I want to bring in. In fact, maybe you can help me a little bit. But first, I want to welcome Marvin Washington. Marvin is a retired NFL player. Played 11 years, three teams, the Jets, Broncos, Broncos. and 49 John Elway. Uh, Sports Illustrated voted Marvin the 36th best New York Jet of all time. <laughs> Who is number one? Joe Namath, of course, right? Of course. Of, of course. course. I don't know. That's that's too just so. It's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> he had a lucky day in that Super Bowl three or whatever it was. Oh. <laughs> that's all you need. That's right. all you need. That's, that's, all you that's need. right. That's right. So since um, since you retired, well, first of all, Marvin, you can tell us what, about what you're doing and what you're up to these days. Uh, right now, I'm in the uh, cannabis hemp industry, uh, educating my former peers and the public about the medicinal benefits of this plant, particularly with CBD, which is uh, where I am with, with a, a few companies that I'm with. Well, let me, and, I'm, I'm uh, gonna, I want to interrupt you. Am, just, am I right that right. this, some of this interest grew out of your passion for health and wellness of NFL players? Of the concussions and the dementia, well, I would imagine. Well, I'm, I'm wondering. Right? Well, there's two, there's two issues that are facing the NFL and, and, and former players. It's uh, head trauma, which is CTE, and it's also opiate addiction of their former players. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. You know, in a former NFL players, and there's 20,000 of us, uh, abuse opiates four times more than general society. So we can kind of see where we are with that with, 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 with former players. And then the, you throw in the head issues, uh, you know, it seems like cannabis and the science behind it uh, could could help alleviate both of those uh, issues for the NFL. Right. So, so the, what years? What years? What what years did you start playing? What was your first year in that rookie year? What year? Uh, Nineteen eighty nine. Okay. So and my last year was two thousand. Okay. So 
so you're a little bit later, but Drew and I, for some reason, we had the NFL contract for a little while, and we were dealing with players from the 70s who literally would tell us, particularly Cowboys, we had two Dallas Cowboy clients, who would tell us at halftime they would shoot them up with Demerol, duct tape them up, and tell them to go back out there. Well, also xylocaine and steroids. Yeah, I mean, uh, corticosteroids. And they, just they, taking Vicodin by the handfuls yeah. uh, by the side of the side on the side on the sidelines. Was that going on when you got to the NFL? Still. Um, taking bike it in on the sideline <laughs> well, and, and getting shot up. Yeah, yeah, of course, but oh not to that God. extent. You know, those, those former uh, Cowboy players, that's North Dallas 40, and, and they, <laughs> they were kind of wild. But by the time I got in, you know, opiates were and it still are part of uh, the NFL. You know, and, and I'm not – let me say this. I'm not against opiates. If I, if I break my leg yeah, right. or break my fingers or anything like that, yeah, I'm, I'm going to want an opiate. But I also want now – that uh, NFL players have an alternative, something that's non-toxic, non-addictive, and it's natural. Well, so uh, so, so, so let's let's uh, so so what Bob and I are worried about is the opiates use in chronic pain, not in acute pain. Like you say, in acute pain, you you would, if you need yeah. the surgery, of course you'd get your opiates because that's where it works. But if you start taking it regularly, it starts intensifying pain, of course, disability, high risk for overdose, etc., sleep of disturbances, course. and and there. There was now the the in 2017 the NIH put out a huge uh, uh, in circular about the current state of research on cannabis, which was pretty weak. We we didn't have a lot of research when that you know, the research is all ongoing presently, and there's a lot of really good preliminary studies coming out. And one of them that they they're thinking could be useful is CBD or THC in terms of reducing opioids in chronic pain. Is that one of the things you're advocating for? I'm definitely advocating for that because I've seen the damage that opiate addiction can do. Yeah. And I've seen guys from, you know, former my former peers and players to ex-military and, and veterans that I'm working with that have left um, the uh, left the opiates and got on cannabis and they've gotten their lives back. You know, right. people that want to still hang on to the ne- negative stereotypes and connotations want to say cannabis is a, is a gateway drug. Well, I agree with them, but it's a gateway away from opiates, a gateway away from um, you know, all the mood and behavior disorders that come from, you know, opiate addiction and even uh, uh, the closed head injury. And one of the so things I'm, that, I'm all for that. One of the things that mystifies me, you, you know how I am, my, my feeling like if we're going to do harm avoidance therapy or, or medicated assistant therapy reduction, for opiate addiction, reduction. harm reduction therapies, why don't we, you know, why does it have to be buprenorphine only? Why not naltrexone? Why not heroin? Why not cannabis? If they, if they, if these are replacements that restore people to their lives and re- prevent them from dying, wh- why do we only because, use one? Why only suboxone? Because opioids are debilitating. They're debilitating on your spirit, on your state of mind, on your, on your... You're making my case for me. No, but... But they never use replacement therapies, uh, uh, therapies of other drugs like pot because they had demonized pot for right. multi generations. Well, but the point is, if something helps somebody get away from opiates or off opiates, and they would like medication assisted treatment to re- then that's working for them and it's carefully managed, for God's sakes, I, I, I mean, it's we're weird if we think there's only one thing that can do that. But let me let me ask this, uh, Marvin. Um, I feel like you're talking a bit about CBDs. I'm, I'm getting confused 
do you use CBDs for um, opiate addiction too? Of course. Yeah. Psychoactive yeah, we do because non, non psychoactive. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by Meaning that? Meaning with THC and without. Because there's this new thing for dementia that my friend's dad was on that doesn't have the. Well, here's the thing about THC. CBD. CBD okay. does not appear to be psychoactive, right? Yeah, although it does have some, it does. it does have some neuromodulatory properties. It helps with anxiety and sleep. You can and tell when the person takes the dose of the one of the CBD. That, uh, well, if you add well, the two types, they're saying. Well, but here's is, the thing: if you add THC, it's the CBD occupies all the cannabinoid receptors, so THC can't, THC can't get in. So taking so THC then, with cannabinoid, how does that work, Barb? Are you going to maybe explain? It, it opens up your endocannabinoids, you know, and so most hemp-based or, or, or cannabis-based uh, CBD, uh, particularly that I deal with, it has less than 3% of uh, THC. THC in it. And that's enough to go in and open up your receptors. And so the CBD can go in there and bind uh, to, to, to your endocannabinoid system. Are you and, involved? Let me... Let me are you involved in some studies about the concussions and about the dementia right now? Is there ongoing research being done? The, the one that I know about is uh, Dr. Sue Sicilies, and she's working with veterans, which is, you know, TBI. But it's the same thing. It's to me, yeah. whether it's pugilistic dementia or CTE or, yeah. or TBI, it's a closed head injury. Yep. yep. That's what we're dealing with and the mood and behaviors that come from that. And so Dr. Sue Sicily is is uh, working with veterans and, and some NFL players in um, in Colorado. What I see is that this thing is going to take off now, particularly with CBD, because the form bill is going to be signed in the next couple of weeks, and that's basically going to take CBD off the, the Controlled Substance Act. Oh, that's good. And so, yeah. That's good. So, yeah. And so, and, and so Jeff, and wait a minute. And Jeff Sessions is going to enforce No, he's that? gone. He's gone. He's gone. Oh, he's gone. He's oh gone. okay. He's gone. Yeah. Because uh, he done. was a big one that it's a gateway drug. I know. And okay. For full disclosure, you're on the board of Isodiol. Is that right? Of course. And, and that is what? Yeah. That's a cannabis? It's a, a CBD uh, cannabis company. Uh, yeah. We're probably one of the leading CBD co- uh, companies in, in, in the country and in the world. And in terms of the, the dosing of CBD to help with cannabis use or even just for pain control, what kind of dosing are we talking about? With me, I microdose. Every day. And there's a bunch of deliveries that you can get it. You can get it with a tincture, transdermal patch. We have topicals. We have water. We have uh, coffee. We have teas. My thing is to get the CBD in your body, whatever way you feel is best and works for you. And it will work for you. And what it doesn't work, what what doesn't work is going to excrete out your body anyway. Well, let me, the let me, science of microdosing yeah. of, of dosing is not there yet, but but that's coming. Well, let, let me tell you the reason the reason coming. I ask because I've been I've been watching this space pretty carefully. It's a little confusing to me. The science isn't quite where I want it to be yet, but I know lots of people in this business, and I think they're they're legitimate scientists and things, and they're working hard to try to help people. And one guy uh, gave me a three milligram sublingual CBD. With and you one, took it. I took it. <laughs> and, he, and he and he and he's well, hold it gets better. And he suggested that this was a sort of a microdosing maintenance, health maintenance kind of thing. I I didn't feel I literally felt nothing from it. Maybe a little, but, little. But you're not going to feel anything because there's a difference between, and that's what I tell people: you have to take it consistently and let it get inside your body and, and get in bind to in the cannabinoid system. And what would I be it's looking? Not for? like THC. What, what with THC, I, you're going to feel it right away. And what would I be with, looking for with that, the, the CBD? I'm looking for anti-inflammatory effect. I'm looking for anxiety stabilization. Anxiety. Exactly, all of that. Anxiety. 
homeostasis to me is like playing 10 years in the NFL in the trenches. It's all for the 10, man. And so, you know, because I've had nine major surgeries, but I can still go out and lift and work yeah. out every day with my rest and recovery that CBD gives me. And so I started exper- experimenting last night. The people have been advocating for sleep. And so I had a tincture and I took like 20 milligrams and it clobbered me. I mean, I was out and I still felt a little weird this morning. So I, and I've seen data that suggests that, that some people may convert CB to THC. And yet that chemistry, the studies that have shown, been borne out show that when you measure people's blood levels of THC, it doesn't show up. So clearly it's not really happening the way they thought it was. My sense was you're probably not creating THC because I didn't feel high. I just felt sleepy and kind of sedated. Uh, is that an unusual symptom or side effect? Well, in taking a tincture, I, we have sleep aids. And so it helps me because one of the things that you get from like, you know, banging your head around for 10 to 12 years is most of these guys can't sleep. And so we've come up with a sleep aid uh, that really helps people. But when you're talking about a metabolizing in THC, yeah. uh, we have a non-systemic uh cream that you put on the back of your neck and it goes into your central nervous system mm. and it doesn't get that blood blood interaction to go through your stomach where your stomach is you know your, your, your stomach is acidic. an oven yeah. so it can metabolize as thc that's right so we, that's one of the to, theories that's one of the theories okay. the, the acidification is what the thc comes from but exactly but, yeah very interesting that's very interesting to me because because this the cbd is like the new bitcoin it's like it's this thing <laughs> it is it's like this this thing it has all this potential we just don't fully know what it is yet and, and um and we, we think we know, but we don't for, for sure know. But we're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get yeah, there. We're going to get because there. Because, hey. Dr. Drew, when you look at it, like Colorado and the state of Oregon went off in 2012. That was only six years ago. Yeah. That's like, uh, I always say, that's like uh, the Wright brothers taking off at Kitty Hawk. Yeah, yeah. We're not even, yeah. and we're still cranking up the plane. Wait until we get into the twin propeller and the jet age. Then we'll really see what this plant can do because we've been me- medicating with this plant for thousands of years. And uh, we we're still, getting back to that. Everybody's getting back to natural paths and yeah. and, and 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 holistic living. And I, because we've seen the path that that opiates and benzodiazepines and all those that things can do for society. No, not good. Not we're going to lose a generation if we keep going down that path. That's we need sure. something natural. Yeah. And I'm definitely advocating for the cannabis hemp plant. Well, just being a rock and roll musician guy, everybody in my business knows. Pot is way less destructive than opiates. Yes. Somehow or America, yeah, and or alcohol. Somehow America got convinced that opiates are just nothing. They're just yeah. harmless. Because it's, it's a doctor pot is it. the devil, or you know, it's very it's weird. It's very weird how the how the how the media message of these two drugs that are so completely different just mo- moral panics around molecules are unfounded in my humble opinion we just get into these moral panics about a molecule it's just a molecule and humans relate to it in certain ways it has certain effects that's it but back to the cbd i i have though i got to tell you i had one individual taking like 600 milligrams of cbd uh appropriately for what reason um it was essentially I remember the case because I because I, this wasn't the part of it that I, I made note of. I think it was ADHD, if I remember right. And, and, okay. And the but the individual had withdrawal. Oh, I don't know what it was. This was somebody who'd been on a lot of Adderall and appropriately wanted to get off it, but ended up on a bunch of CBD and had withdrawal from the CBD when she came off it. 
uh, and that caught my attention. And I thought, wow, that. But that. Depression, but I don't. What was depression? Looked like cannabis withdrawal. Looked like it looked like a full, like an opiate, yeah. kind of, like sort of you know the benzo withdrawal kind of thing. No, no, depression. agitated, irritable, paranoid, yeah. all that stuff. And, and well, is it because of uh, the, the CBD or the cannabis, or because maybe the person had an addictive personality? You know, uh, because I've never. I don't America, know. Can you uh, be addicted to come on, CBD? Marvin, everybody in America has got an addictive personality at Well, no, this and, point. I, and I wasn't even suggesting she was even addicted to the CBD. I was just suggesting there is – you can have withdrawal syndromes from chemicals that aren't addictive, and you just have withdrawal. And, and I, I just noted that she had this thing. And what I, what I came away from it thinking was we shouldn't use those big doses. That's, that's what I came away from it thinking. But I, I don't know if Marvin's heard our – so I'm Bob – I believe that 60 to 70% of the American public are addicts. They're addicted to, to what? Sugar? They're to sugar? addicted to, <laughs> to food, to food, to, to drugs and alcohol, to sex, to money. So, yep. so, so this niche that addicts were confined in, which 5%, 3% drew when we were going to school, 3 to 5% of the public. 10%. 10%. Yeah. Right? It's no, it's seventy percent of the population. Just go to Disneyland. <laughs> no, I can believe that. I, I, I can believe that. You know, we all have uh, we all have our deal. You know, and uh, the thing is, is that being in this industry, and I haven't been in it that long, only four years. I've seen what it can do and, and help people right. and change their lives. You know, and I think it's. I I know for a fact it's less harmful than the opiates and that's all uh, you alcohol need to say, and tobacco. Really. That's, you know? it's, it is less harmful than opiates, Drew. If it can replace opiates, we're miles ahead of where we were. Yeah. We're miles ahead. Right? We're miles ahead. Absolutely. I, no, no, no quarrel from me. Um, I, my, my thing is just I, I have because my responsibility is to speak from what we know, not what I think. Right. You know, oh. I mean, those are two different things. But what about and, what you experience? And what I experience is a different thing too. Right, I'm I'm experimenting on myself. I know case, case what, of one. And I'm, I'm wondering if this is going to be on TMZ. No, and I feel confident, <laughs> maybe, and I feel confident doing that because I've seen so many great reports on what's going on here. I know I I feel confident it's going to be safe. Um, the you know, they have a plenty of like cannabis practitioners out there. Maybe you ought to get one of those, and and they can write a program or a script up for you because I know there's some wonderful nurses and doctors that are. Uh, been working with this plant for you know for decades, um, and they could probably give you some guidance more than being a a guinea pig on yourself. Well, you know? That's how he does it all the time. I'm super responsive to melatonin, for instance, for sleep, yeah. and, and this to me felt about like melatonin. It, it just did about the same thing for me. And uh, I woke up in the morning and there was CBD drops by my bed. And I was like, <laughs> are you trying to tell me something? Like, No, I, I split it with you. I can't put some in my bed. I, I, I don't know what I would need it for. Like, what would you? I don't know. I don't know. I, it's, uh, I think. I, to calm down? I, do I need to of calm course. down? I can, <laughs> I can barely stay awake after 2 p.m. Well, no, I do. I mean, maybe inflammation or yeah. It, look, it's it's around. It's safe. It's highly used. We we don't fully know. I, we're not going to use it chronically. You and I. It's, it's just you know who knows. We don't know yet. I mean, the dog needs it more. Than I, I think you should use it. I use it every day because you have an endocannabinoid system in your body, and most of the people are endocannabin uh, cannabinoid deficient. 
So this is something that you got to figure out what works for you. Well, you have to be careful. You know? I mean, we have we have many endogenous receptor systems. We have an endogenous opioid system, and that doesn't mean we have a deficiency of opiates. You know, we have an endogenous GABA system, which is the benzodiazepine receptor. But what we shouldn't activates be taking the, the ca- cannabinoid? Because I know what it's, activates it's, the opioid. If I get into a car accident and break my leg. Endorphin is released, correct? So that system is to, serves a purpose. Endocannabinoid is neuroregulatory, neuromodulating primarily. So it's so mo- modulating. No, no, no. Oh. Regulation, neuroregulation. And it probably has different mechanisms in different parts of the brain. But it's a, it's a part of the brain. It's closer to something like Neurontin. That, again, the GABA system. Neurontin sort of, works for me. GABA is sort of neuroregulatory also. Right. But this seems to be special. It seems to be a very interesting special Maybe system. Maybe Dr. Flores has some input on this. We're going to get to that. Yeah. I promise. Um, Marvin, uh, one last thing before I let you go. Uh, you, okay. uh, you had neuroprotective properties. Tell us what, you, what your point is there. Well... Uh, um, I'm only following the NIH who holds a patent on a patent 6630507 that says it's an antioxidant neuroprotectant for the brain in relationships to concussions. And CBD seems to work in the three areas that when you get, you know, head trauma, uh, your neurons, molecules, and uh, it can, uh, and swelling of the brain. Other things work, but they don't attack all three. Dr. Raphael Mishulam, who was the father of cannabis research, has also said that it's a neuroprotectant. And if you um, get a, you know, a, a concussion within 20 minutes or 30 minutes and you get a massive amount of CBD, it can mitigate the symptoms of wow. concussion. So m- my thing is, the last thing is, it says that? Dr. Uh, Raphael Mishulam. There's a, there's a, 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 a it's, it's in, in circular, what do they call it? A, a, a a position paper by the NEH that has three different categories. One is shows strong evidence, might have some evidence, nothing does not show evidence uh, in terms of the clinical utility of, of uh, it's, it's, it's an encircular. It's a big document and this, you know, it's for seizures. It's, you know, it, it, the area of that we're talking about is still highly speculative, but there's some data coming in and that's what they need to study. Point is this only, it should have been studied a hundred years ago. And we're, but we we're have a federal ahead. prohibition, but that's going to come off and we're going to see what, what they can do. Yep, but I'm exactly encouraged. Right. I'm, exactly. I'm definitely encouraged. I, I am too. Exactly. I am too. And I, and I, I feel very strongly that, that, you know, when we start seeing clearly what's going on, uh, the public will be ahead of the science. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. And uh, Marvin, I, I'm going to let you go. I Thank appreciate you so spending much. some time with us. Want to give us the website again where they can uh, find out more about the products? Uh, Isodow.com or isosport.com. Uh, you can find out you know, all the products that we have. We have a medical line, we have a fitness line, and we have a, a, uh, a lifestyle and recovery line that's. Um, can you spell we're doing, that? We're doing good. I got it. It's I S O D I O L. Also, you can follow Marvin on Twitter. It's on his T-shirt, right? Twitter. There. I know. Twitter and Instagram. M Wash. Fifty two. M Wash. Fifty two. All right, Marvin. Thanks so go. much. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so hey, much. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, buddy. We will take a little bit of break, and we come yeah. back. We're going to bring Dr. Jeff Flores in here. He is a dentist. He repaired Bob's mouth. We're going to go through all that. We're going to give <laughs> his thoughts on uh, CBD and pain management. When we return. Well, if you're dealing with addiction, finding treatment is uh, difficult. It's hard to navigate what's out there. The truth is every patient's needs are different and constantly evolving. I've had the pleasure of vetting True Recovery in Orange County. Uh, They realized, of course, that effective care can't be one size fits all because they're reputable and they care about their patients. So, of course, they're going to be highly individualized. They have developed a comprehensive range of treatments that can address all the facets of drug and alcohol addiction. 
and True Recovery's master-level clinicians maintain small caseloads, allowing them to truly personalize their care and get involved on a connected level, which is what the key to recovery is. They offer individualized treatment plans from residential to outpatient, and again, always with the holistic approach and focus on accountability. Mm-hmm. As patients become ready, True Recovery offers assistance with life and coping skills, school and vocational coordination, as well as community reintegration support. We hear this all the time where people get recovery but then don't know how to live. They don't know how to get out into the world. Well, True Recovery helps with that. I've spoken with True Recovery's medical director and was impressed with their range of therapeutic modalities and psychiatric services. This experienced team is well-equipped to manage patients at all levels. To request information on how True Recovery can provide you with your personalized care or for that of one of your family members, go to drdrew.com slash true, T-R-U-E. That is drdrew.com slash true, T-R-U-E. Well, it's hard to believe a year has passed since one of the worst cold and flu seasons on record, but here we are again. So if you happen to catch a bug, uh, one thing every doctor will tell you is stay hydrated. Proper hydration eases a lot of the symptoms of many of these viral illnesses, and sports drinks, water alone, is not the issue. You need to be aggressive. You need something like Hydrolyte, full fluid replacement. Hydrolyte is this oral rehydration product you've heard me talking about. It's better than anything out there. It delivers the right balance of sodium, glucose, and water, providing up to four times the electrolytes sports drinks can offer, all with 75% less sugar. So think about that. It's like taking an IV by mouth. But my favorite thing is at the convenience. I'm always on the run, so I use the effervescent tablets. You just drop them in a water bottle or even a glass of water. I literally never leave home without them. No one in my family does, for that matter. And because Hydrolyte is appropriate for all ages, it's perfect for the little snowman amongst you when they come home from the school, perhaps sniffling. Hydrolyte comes in great flavors, orange berry and hot lemonade, available in a pre-mixed drink, a powder, or, like I said, those fizzy tablets. I love those. They go everywhere. Come in a little tube. Every package includes easy-to-follow dosing instructions. Order your supply today at hydrolyte.com slash drdrew. For a limited time, you can save 30%. We use the code at checkout, drdrew18. That's Dr. Drew18. So... Either click through on our banner at drdrew.com or go to hydrolent.com slash drdrew and then use that code drdrew18. And we are back. So, Dr. Flores, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for helping Bob. He's a miracle (laughs) worker right here. He he is more than enthusiastic about your care. It's unbelievable. What would you do for him? Well, he, you know. So I met Bob. At Disneyland. Disneyland. <laughs> what? I walked by him on the way to Toontown. Oh. You can see him. I fucked they're up walking team. in, right? And that's exactly what you said to me. Ah, oh, my teeth are all messed up. And then uh, I introduced myself, and I'm, I'm I'm so grateful for everything you do, and you help so many people. So would you please come and, you know? I was like, Nah, come on. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually he came in, and the major issue was just getting over that barrier to actually come into the office. What Drew likes to call shame. Right. So so a lot particularly addicts and all addicts. Yeah. And, and also people that uh many mental health conditions that have them not properly caring for themselves or maybe having conditions of the mouth that have altered the flora in there. And that's it. And, and uh they then they get ashamed of it and then they don't want to hear a dentist say, Why didn't you come to me sooner or why didn't you brush well, or also, how'd you get like this? Big that's fear it. of opioids if you're a yeah. sober junkie. Oh I've had so you can't m- go to a dentist. I've had so many dentists take my patients down. So many. Right. Yeah, and, and it's just why, why didn't you take care of yourself? And we're in this position where we can take the patient several different directions. But in our in our eagerness to to get people on the right path we lose that sometimes yeah so i've made it a point always to to bridge that gap to taking them down the positive route because i'm not perfect either Mm. (laughs) you know there'll be days where it's like man i'm so tired 
Ah, I'll brush tomorrow, you know, and, and it's, it's not the right thing to do, but then, you know, my wife will elbow me and, and I'll go and brush, but it's, it's, it's such a small thing that when you combine it with, with the opioid habit and the, the transformation of the flora in your mouth and the absence of, of the salivary excretion coming through, it completely changes everything. Yeah. So to have that in a patient who, who is coming out of that and then us stand as a barrier, I'm, I'm definitely not going down that way. And so Bob had what going on in his mouth other than the usual? So Bob had... Uh, no bone. Yeah, the bone had basically dissipated. It had receded because of just neglect. Is it, is it infectious? Is it caries? Is it... it was, let's see. So he had, on those two teeth, he had two root canals. And then Pre- previously, or? previously, uh. and caps that and were then, 10, uh. 15 years old, oh, and you boy. could see where the where the margins were, the, the uh, where the where the crown ends. So yeah. you, there were these black lines there. Uh-oh. So the gum pulled up, and then it left these gaps in between the teeth. Uh-huh. Eventually, when you when you remove the blood supply and the nerve supply out of a tooth, it fuses to the bone, and there's nothing going in and out of the tooth to. to provide minerals to the tooth so it snapped and that's what happened to bob right so the phone call i got he's like hey jeff this is, this is, this is bob. And, and, uh, i got one problem here uh, i need you now because uh my tooth is falling out of my head and, and, in the uh, front i yeah, can always right have falling out in the back so, it's totally fine so right away it was this oh let's come on in let's let's check it out and and i guess he had spoken to a dentist friends of his and they wanted to do some pretty major work, but we, we ended up doing something that was very, very... Dentures. He's talking about yeah. major work. They were talking about giving yeah. me dentures. So pull everything out and put pegs yeah. in. At yeah. At 57 years old, Well, no, they, but they'd put, though, implants, though, right? So you would put implants, and yeah. then you would snap a denture. Yeah. Bob had enough <laughs> nice, vital tooth structure where we didn't have to do that. So <laughs> so vain. He's like, ah, yeah. dentures. And dentures. so he came, he's like, you're going to tell me I'm like going to pull out all my grandma had dentures. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the vanity, Susan. My mom had them. So it's the aging part. Mom, That's what no, he's they're like. in a cup next to your bed. That's no, it. I can't pop have them that. In, the dog gets them and puts them in his mouth. <laughs> Nobody wants dentures. So, so, so how'd you restore that bone? So then what we ended up doing was, there's there's a procedure that I do called PR. It's it's platelet rich fibrin, and I'll I'll tell you in in Bob's case it was difficult to draw his blood because there, <laughs> there, was, no there were no veins. So I'm like, all right, we're gonna. So do- I had platelet rich <laughs> plasma injected here yesterday yeah. and hurt me fast. Yeah, my neck. Your wow, chicken yeah. neck. Yeah, she goes, you gotta go get the plasma. So so, so <laughs> the way we differ with with PRP is that um, there's no coagulants in PRF. We're actually just drawing the blood and right getting it into the centrifuge, and we spin it, and then it creates these different layers of of gook. tissue. Good. Of this plasma. Gook. plasma. Yeah. So then uh, we we pull out the the gel fibrin matrix, and then we mix it up with some bone and that's how we were able to rebuild that area that so, was missing. So you're talking about like how on. much a quarter inch of bone here in my front of my whole Almost, front well a actually a quarter inch yeah. Jew, of bone he made happen on, you put the in fi- my mouth <laughs> with no pain you put the fi- <laughs> you put the fiber in with what so what you do is is you you immediately pull it you get yeah. it in the centrifuge yeah and then uh, you have about 90 seconds to get the centrifuge going. Yeah. You pull it out in three minutes, and then you pull out the liquid PRF. The fibrin. It's, yeah, and it's in liquid form. And then you, you have the other tube spinning. Those are going to become the gel membranes. With the, with the liquid, you actually get some bone graft, 
and you mix it with the gel as well as the the liquid. But you mean pieces of his bones? Yeah. No, it's no, it's these were bones. Yeah, these were these oh. were allograft. So, right, so, you, so you, it was right. either sterilized cadaver. I see. Yeah. So it's, it's oh, you didn't alle- tell me I had somebody else's dead body well, up in me. No, you have pig. You, have <laughs> you would pig. rather have pig in your mouth. I, I don't mind having pig bones. in there. So the so porcine it's, graft. It's, yeah. So so the porcine. See, we're freaking people out now. I'm telling you, so I, I did it. It was it, painless. Hang on. It was reassuring. I know that. And it was a miracle. Uh, wait, but the, yeah, but you uh, the were so so fiber, stimula- <laughs> fiber stimulates osteoblast production or something. Correct. So what so. I did was I, I made two different grafts of sticky bone. Um, the outer graft is of xenograft, meaning that when your body uh, processes bone, mm. it actually goes in and it replaces it itself. You mm-hmm. just don't have that bone from a foreign material stuck mm-hmm. there forever. Xenograft is interesting because if, if you form, if there's a major defect, you can actually form it up and it'll stay there because the body doesn't know what to do with it. Mm. But it's, it's Xeno not, stands for what? Uh, foreign, like a it's just a, animal. It's, it's a, another It animal. was porcine. Porcine, okay. Yeah, porcine. but... Um, uh, with bovine and then also with your your human graft um, cadaver, yeah, that gets replaced. Right. So what we did was is is his his whole anterior plate was missing because Ooh. of that loose How tooth. How crazy uh. is that? See, that's very yeah. rare that Drew goes woof. Yeah. That means bad, bad, bad. <laughs> so what we did was we we flapped it slightly. It wasn't a full flap where I yeah. exposed bone, and then I placed his implants uh. and covered it. And then uh, and again, the implants—it's a—it's a bone fibrin matrix that you put in there. Correct. Okay. And how do you make get the bone pulverized? So what it normally what it, there's there's two methods I do. I can I can get my bone graft from a a bank, yeah. which it comes uh, purified and sterilized. And it's just osteoblast. Then, Correct. Right? It's so, usually, okay, so it's just born from bone 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 forming. All cells. I know is you could take a basket case junkie's mouth and turn it into a yeah. normal. I haven't yeah. had teeth like this since I was 23. And once you got some bone going, would you put a, just a, a cap in there? Would you, would you? No. So what I did was initially I placed the implants. Implants. And then what I did was I was I flapped it. I need I needed the guidance of of the tissue being intact. So yeah. I placed the implants. and Then I flapped it back. This all sounds painful for people. Then I found it's not out. Painful at all. Well, it's pretty. It's but it's pretty substantial tissue movement and it's the fact, oral surgery and right and the fact that it didn't hurt is is impressive i like that so yeah. we made sure he was he was nice and numb i have, yeah. I have different methods of delivery but not unconscious so, yeah and and i remember in in your podcast you were all ex, you know worried about that worried about going on propofol because yeah. ah, i'm just gonna get yeah. it all done because yeah. it makes you drug be, crave i yep. have yeah. two friends that went out over that. so that was it bob's that. major major issue was it's all junkies major issue about the dentist yeah. what do you use normally to sedate folks I'm just, I'm just, I'm just using lidocaine. Oh, you don't, you don't put them I did out. local, absolutely. So do you ever bring anybody? You in said you could, could, you said so you could what, put me out if I freaked out. Well, what we would would have done was um, nitrous. Uh, done nitrous. Okay. Yeah, did and it has use, a nice, nice effect. You would have needed local. a lot of nitrous on me. And trust me, I'm sending Steve-O to you. You're going to need a whole <laughs> airplane full of nitrous. <laughs> These teeth look good, right? It's, it's all, it's all, like it's and not, these are temporaries. It's not, Huh? Stevo's all temporaries? No. No, Stevo's are the thing, the clip-up. Oh, they're dentures. Yeah. Well, don't say that on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they look great. So, <laughs> so what we did was we, we used a, a product that is uh, – I, I, okay, so that surgery was completed, and I got him in my temporary that I made for him. And then as the weeks gone had gone by, I noticed the tissue was starting to form so nicely around this area, meaning that it was supported. So that whole defect was being repaired. Took some x-rays, and there was still the defect initially. A mm. couple weeks later, it was gone. Filled in. Yeah. And, and thank God you had your liver disease treated because that would have impaired all this healing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. 
So you, so it's this is a good sign for your overall health that your well, body yeah. is able to and do all And he this. checked me for cancer. I'm great about that because I told you I have two friends that passed <laughs> up, up away. Up here, though, not you yeah. Know, not, yeah just, <laughs> just, just head and neck, dude. Just head I'm neck. good for any cancer check for a year. <laughs> Do you, I'm just, it makes me curious. Do you ever see physicians? Do you ever see yes. doctors who are so freaked out about seeing a dentist? Yes. Okay, no, good. well, dentist is... We're, we're, we're in your face. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We're, we're it's at really the same level of you know, but the, here's, the pro- the let's, be, let's totally yeah. be honest. Except they're He's nice also, and knock you out. You know, we have to keep you away. But, but it's access. It's cost. You know, you, you, they've changed dentistry in the time that I've been as- afraid of it. And... <laughs> and the public needs to know about that. Well, certainly the the addict population needs to know about it because right. you, you spent many, many years avoiding it. Um, let's talk about pain. Do you, do you use CBD? We were talking about that earlier. So I had some patients in my in my past practices that raved about it. About it for pain. So mm-hmm. so they were they were also uh, past opioid users, and huh. they they couldn't take anything. Right. And then that was always the recommendation for they pain. use CBD for dental pain. Interesting. Yeah. So God, this, this CBD is so interesting. I don't know what we're going to learn about it. it it's it's almost. I worry something. There's going to be some big downside. Cause it's almost too good to be true. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm worrying about it. But I, I told you, I tried it myself I, just I, to see. I, I, I was my jaw was on the floor. <laughs> so, so to get back with Bob, Bob, yeah. Bob was so concerned about I'm going to have dental pain because because one of his best friends, you know, had had in, uh, had implants and that sent him back to relapse. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we didn't do any opioids at all. Nothing. It was it was just straight. So whatever you're going to do to me, yeah. it has to be without the consideration of opiates. And it worked. And, and were you in pain? Never. So what we did was it was a combination of I, I have a laser in my office, and we do a procedure called photobiomodulation. Mm. When you run this laser over the tissue, it speeds healing, and it also reduces pain simply because you are speeding up activity into the area. How crazy is that, dude? You are. You are I a, had my whole yeah. jaw rebuilt, and metal screwed into my <laughs> head and it didn't hurt that's what i want people to know i think you've said that a couple of times yeah. <laughs> so, but so. i mean i am saying because i can't believe it that's the next thing you can't believe get, it. All, get all uh, psyched about getting frequent See, dental Drew's work been yeah, working yeah. around like, me for 20 like years like that guy in a little shop of horse yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know when With you you know when you work around somebody and you never look at them mm-hmm. Right? That's how me and Drew are. He didn't notice. Like, my teeth were... There was a, a quarter-inch gap above Never my teeth. Never so Bob had this this bridge that was uh, bonded to, mm. the, to his canines. Mm-hmm. And it had just delaminated and had taken up so much stain. You never even but look at me. Yeah, but look you're at smiling. me now with <laughs> my smile. Look at you. It looks, it looks great and natural. Right? I noticed you had a defect over there. You still have a defect. Yeah, it's so still we're, there. We're, we're going yeah, to go stepwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, but there's not enough test. bone there. You said there's not yeah. enough bone over so here. So we're probably going to do bridges to fill that area. How come so, not go after the same thing you did? Because when you have lack of bone, yeah. to put bone there is really, really invasive. So up there, his sinus is is about four millimeters right above mm-hmm. the bone, the 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 crest of the bone. Mm-hmm. To build that back up is really, really invasive. You have to flap it. Put a titanium mesh down, and I don't know if you're going to sign up for that. Okay, because right. that's that's really really painful. painful. You have to go it up, can in be. Th- up in here to get, yeah. get it through there. It can be, and, and it's, it's real surgery, surgery. And then what ends up happening it's is, is does it take? Does it not? So yeah. if we're able, and if to... you pierce my friend Paul, it, they pierce the navel cavity. Oh, you're oh trouble. my god! That's a disaster. You, I saw him so after that's, that that's another thing PRF helps with. Yeah. So when we're we're doing oral surgery or anything, that's why PRF is huge. 
and and I'm I'm so interested in it. Is it is it takes the cells instead of these these protective and and uh, 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 healing cells that have to circulate all throughout your body to reach an area of injury? You're already sticking them there. Well, then you said platelet rich fibrin. Yes. And so the, is that also a leukocyte It's layer? a leukocyte. Yeah, and he Absolutely. showed That's me. Exactly. So we, well, you said fibrin. That fibrin's a certain. So it's a fibrin matrix, yeah. and it has a concentration of leukocytes. Within it. Yeah. So it's the leukocyte. You can see. Yeah. You, are you talking about what I refer yeah, to that, as the stem cells? Do you, do you think? The clear so part on the top of the blood. It's, it's not a stem cell not stem cells. placement. Yeah. That what I was the talking about was stuff you showed it to me. But, yeah, the that, clear that stuff on gel. top of the blood, mm-hmm. the but, yellow it, stuff. But when yeah. you when you do platelet-rich plasma and fiber yes. matrix yep. and even stem cells. Mm-hmm. I I've been looking at that area pretty carefully and, and but so much of what it seems to be doing is just modulating inflammation. Mm-hmm. Now, you're suggesting that it's also <laughs> stimulating osteoblast activity. So uh in a certain amount of measure um, in a certain measurement of defect, if it's about one millimeter to one point five, it'll do that. What PRF does is with the leukocytes is it is it stimulates the the vascularity, the blood flow to is come that into that cy- area. Is that the cytokines being released? By Absolutely. The way? Yeah. Okay. So the, all this stuff, both PRP or plasma or or fibrin or or uh, uh, stem cells, stem cells don't magically go to some place and become new cells. Mm-hmm. They just cruise around and and release chemical factors that affect inflammation. And certain certain healing processes. But if you put it right in so the where, spot, where where we got into no. our our, our uh, stem cell conversation is we actually collect teeth in our office mm. that get that go to a tooth bank and then they save those for later use. And it is very similar to the cord cord banking. Yeah, a and cord it's your blood. it's your yeah. second round where you can offer this service to a parent that if the, your child ever in the future has any issues with type one diabetes or cancer or some other malady, they will have this this backup of cells that you can convert to certain protective cells hmm. the extracted to bond teeth? with that. The extracted, the extracted teeth. teeth. So so uh, they usually recommend you extract them in pairs. With baby teeth, it's such a small amount of material. They can replicate it, but if you take them in pairs, because you know they're going to be loose anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're right at that that stage. Are you doing it with your own kids? I will. Ah! Yeah, I will. Absolutely. Where this comes into play is, is, is kids that are coming in for orthodontic extractions. They usually extract anywhere from, from two premolars to four. Mm. You send those in, and you have a, 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 lot. You know, a ton of that, is there, that material. Is that... Is it in place of cord blood? It's your. It's the younger you get at the blood, the more the more potential the the cells have in order to convert to different lines. That's that pluripotent and and multipotent mm-hmm. uh, characteristic of blood. Where if you if you give it the right signals, it'll become that type of tissue. So younger younger blood, younger cells can can become more items. When they come in at at our stage where we're taking the teeth, you still can can do stuff with those cells. But but is it if somebody's given cord blood or stored cord blood, <laughs> do you also need to do the teeth, or is it you've already no? Done this your is job? something completely separate. But but I mean, this is your second round. It's separate, but it's only if you miss the cord blood, right? Right. Yeah. You could do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. You could do it it's just, a, it's here's like, another, just another way of doing extra it. Bank. No, yeah. but extra bank. There's a yeah. there's a n- another streamline thing since since I'm the you know the typical American around here. I've done the cord blood for Elvis. Yeah. I literally don't know how I would even get it. I mean, I get the emails. I don't know where it is. I don't know what forms you have to fill out. I don't know how to get it to whatever doctor it needs to get to. If it's your primary 
dentist and they have you pull them and they're stored there. I know so that here's I the thing is you, right now, right? right now, there's not companies jumping up and saying, we're doing this. You know, you had mentioned about your back and, and possible therapy there. It's still in its in its early it. stages. I've done it. Yeah. It the stem cell thing. Did yeah. you do it? Did you do it? No. We were going to set you yeah. up to do yeah. it. My shoulder is what I, I want done. Right. Um, okay. You're also part of uh, Smile Mobile, Healthy Smiles for Kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so great. right out of dental school. Um, what am I going to do with my life? So, uh, well, you didn't even talk about your snowboarding career. Yeah, I did. I did. Wow. A, I did a he couple was, of things. He so. was, this is second act. Crazy. By the way. <laughs> Crazy. I was going to be an Olympian. He didn't even tell me that. Yeah. He tells Chrissy that. But go ahead. So, Fantastic. I started snowboarding when I was a junior in high school. Uh, where, and where were you? I was here, local mountains in Big Bear. And were you in San Gabriel Valley, or where did you grow up? No, I grew up in in South Orange County. Yeah. yeah, I was in San Juan Capistrano. So then, what ended up happening was. Uh, Soon as I graduated high school, I moved up to Big Bear, and I became an instructor. And then that was how I was gonna, you know, learn how to do do, uh, learn how to to perform at the level that I wanted to. So then I started competing that year, and first year I got to nationals. Second year I I won it, and then the the third year was like it took off. So then I started traveling around the country um, with several teams, and then this is where I had my my intro into partying and, and right. you know and felonious a bicycle thief. So they <laughs> I mean it's rock it's, and it's roll. It's huge. I mean and, and if you look at the, the Is it Thelonious the Monster stuff, you listen to or Bicycle Thief? It was Thelonious Monster. Thelonious Monster. Yeah. yeah. So okay. then so then so what I ended up know, happening. I, I don't so know any snowboarders <laughs> that don't smoke a lot of pot. Right? <laughs> so then so then uh but uh, among other things and that was it's, yeah. it's just, I mean I lost I lost a couple friends to it. Yeah. Very, very close people to me. So then what ended up happening was I, I got burned out. It was around 1999, 2000, and I was done. Did you make it to the Olympics? I didn't. So what we were doing was uh, we were competing in the Grand Prix events. Mm. So there was this big war between the uh, Federation International Du Ski because they wanted snowboarding to be a discipline of skiing. Mm. We had a problem with that as riders because we, you know, early on, we were so against skiing. Yeah. But then eventually – we we formed our own union, but then we got into the Olympics and we and we uh, had to shake hands with them. Um, but most of the people that I I had on my teams all went to the Olympics, mm. and and a couple of good friends of mine are gold medalists. Mm. So it's it's neat to to watch them. The ones that stayed in and and didn't do anything, they they went on and and. Uh, and what made you go to to dental school? So the whole thing was is when I was done snowboarding, my brother had this idea of of making me a carpenter because he was a, a carpenter. And how old were you? I was uh, twenty five. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty bold to go to to professional school at the late twenties. Yeah. yeah, I like that. And I didn't I didn't get to dental school till I was thirty. Hmm. So then, and to uh, be fair, how old are you now? Forty three. Forty-four, <laughs> in a way that's sort of the millennial thing. It's a way he was sort of a harbinger of what was to come in the next generation. You're doing Gen everything Xer. later. You're doing, a Gen Xer. Yeah, I am. Right. But, but they yeah. they were doing it's just part of parts of them were doing the same stuff that the millennials end up doing full time. Yeah, yeah, but I doubt full. there's going to be mil- many millennials that after a successful snowboarding career are going to go. I think I'm going to go start on the ground floor, becoming a dentist. But you, I, I just don't think millennials have it in them. I, I'm seeing stuff like that. I'm not like, generalizing. I'm, I'm just, just saying stuff for like, the most part. For the most part, that's probably true, but I'm seeing stuff like that happening. Maybe In it's the younger thing. generation. I'm telling you, 18, right, 19, okay. we'll see. But, but so, so right now, right now, our big, 
I mean, we have three little daughters, uh, 18 months, five, mm. and then seven-year-old. Oh, my goodness. And we're trying to – No wonder you were to, Disneyland. To motivate yeah. them. Yeah. Motivate them to, like, have this have this drive to do yeah. something. Rit. His Rit. wife's a pediatrician, by yeah. the way. Got it. Like, two yeah. – Two Gen X motivational right. things. Yeah. How do they not fuck up their children? Right. <laughs> right. right. So we're both stressing on each other. Yeah. How, yeah. To, how to get them to turn out right. So, I get it. So uh, it's 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 neat. It, it's, um, it, it's grit. That's the thing that the millennials miss. And I think that's what, what's lacking. Yeah. So we're, we're really trying to push our daughters. I mean, I, the, I think the, one, the one thing, way to do it, by the way, yeah. and I'm to- totally convinced of this, is academia. Because mm-hmm. academia will always kick their ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you really push the academics, even if you're not finding them getting enough grit in other aspects of their life, academics is always there to do that. So here's yeah. what we did is yeah. is my wife is Chinese. And when she was growing up, the big thing for, for Chinese and Asian families and, and either other, other cultures was to do Saturday school, to maintain that language every week. And they hated it. My, my so, kids went to school, some schools that were doing yeah, that. Yeah, so, so her, her, not sure that her Cantonese was, was kind of broken, but she's, yeah. she's able to get by. So we found several schools that are... Chinese immersion schools, and wow. they're hardcore. They're they're sixty percent Chinese. But they're doing are they doing just language stuff? Or are they doing no? Math, it's math. it's math. Yeah, and, that's the thing that you strive to get. Yeah. it was the math. You yes. Strive. So they're learning how to actually do math in yeah. in different different, different ways. Uh, different. different ways. Yeah. So uh, so you got out of dental school, and then you 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 have this genuine nature. Yeah. So to to make a long story to, even you, longer, you, yeah, you did the <laughs> the, 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 the yeah. truck, right? The yeah, truck so out it, into disimpoverished areas. Yep. So it was a, a mobile unit, and we had two two high tech chairs set up in in house or in in the the mobile, and then we would drive to a school in Santa Ana, and then we would screen about two to three hundred kids fast as possible on one day. With, with several dentists, and then we would come back in in the next couple of weeks and, and target those children, not target them, but <laughs> take care of those children that had, that had dental problems. Wow. And it was such a neat, neat thing for me to see. I wanted to be a, a, pediatri- a pediatric dentist, mm. and I went through the, the pipeline, and I got all my letters of recommendation, and I was going to open an office with my wife because she's a she's – a, uh, You're going to love this part. Yeah. She and she just chance. said – too litigious, right? Yeah, she's <laughs> she's like, ah, I'm not doing that. I don't want to open. She my just wanted a hospital job where the hospital. Oh, she's yeah. a hospitalist. Like you, you, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, she's a practical person. So now she's she's the uh, chair of uh, of pediatrics for two different hospitals, uh, medical groups, medical groups. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So it's it's been good. So so then uh, so Jeff's, Smile Jeff's dream didn't come true, yeah. but he still moved forward in life, anyways. Yeah. Right? Little did he know he'd be repairing Bob's mouth, <laughs> and that that was it. So then, so then all of this was like during during Love Lines and in the nineties, and then yeah. and the Celebrity Rehab came along, and I'm like, hey, that's Bob Forrest. So, yeah. so I ran in him at Disneyland. Fast forward, it's amazing. On the way to Toontown, did I get that right? Yeah. So so here's what happened: was uh, he's on his way to Toontown, and I look at my wife and I'm like, hey, that's Bob Forrest. And she's like, oh, that's nice. And we just kept walking. We made our way all the way to the front gate of Disneyland, and I look at her and I'm like. I, I got to go back and talk oh, to this guy. Wow. So she's so like, "Here, cool. here, take your business card." So then I ran back all the way, you know, the you know, hundreds of thousands of people at Disneyland, oh, my and god. I found him outside of Minnie Mouse's, Minnie Mouse's house. Oh my god, how crazy! So they cool. were about to go in. So that's I just, the, that's my favorite yeah. part of the story. Yeah, because yeah. that because that <laughs> that I'm going to do this business is is something I I dig. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm gonna I'm gonna find that guy. It's true. I, I don't want to miss this opportunity. I'm gonna go make. See and it, it was just a a basic thank yeah. you, you know, because I've I've followed your careers very closely, 
you know, on, on TV and on the radio. And it's like, wow, this is, if, if I become, you know, a quarter of, of what these people are doing for, for the population, it's like, ah, I will be so happy. So I came up and I thanked him and, and it was a really neat connection. He's like, wow, thank you. And he was so gracious. It was so awesome. He's been, he's been raving ever since. And and then this this whole when issue. you live for fifteen years scared of, that you're going to have this dentures. Other, this, this is the other piece. Not scared of denture, but afraid yeah. to see a, a professional because yeah. of the shame and the guilt. Why or whatever do you say it is. shame? Because I want to know what. Because I, I what I keep running into is people they they like don't want to don't look at my I'm, I'm mm-hmm. ashamed of what's happened. They here, get right? used to not yeah, smiling I, I don't for wanna, years. I didn't want you to I, particularly. I don't want to open it for a dentist so you can look at my teeth. Oh, it's mm-hmm. it's a mess. I know it's a mess. Please don't tell me it's a mess. You know that kind of that's shame. Right, that's shame. I, I I should have taken care of this. I don't want to hear that I should have. I I, I know it. I know it. I know it. They just they like like it's a deeply so avoidant kind of. How do we kind of how a, do we attack that? I just I think just today hearing the dentist talk about it and being like, no, no, this is what I do. It's, I want to do this. I want to help you. I can help you. That's the other thing. I don't think they have faith that anything can be done. Mm-hmm. I think they feel like it's just too late. I just screwed it up, and I don't want to hear about it. And I think it's just well, it's, it's, twofold, nope. twofold. And, and he's it, letting me make payments, and it's gracious. Well, that's expenses. So, expenses and, the other and, piece. And yeah. the if it's the fear of the dentist, it's also the. The inex- you know the cost yep, that you the, can't imagine. Yeah. Cost access. You know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I've had practical people say, "Well, you get a new car every five years, and you pay for thirty thousand for that. Why wouldn't you want a, f- a mouth that you use every day?" Yeah. You know, friends of mine. Because you really take it for granted. It, if it doesn't hurt, why is it a big deal? Yeah. And that's when that's when I see people coming in is when it's too late. I was like, gonna say, like yeah. the phone call you made. Yeah, they also don't know what where it's going. Yeah, how bad it can get, yep. and, and what that too late spot is. Mm-hmm. When is it too late? So, well, so anybody out there, I know there's a lot of junkies listening to this <laughs> podcast. Don't be scared of the dentist anymore. Go to Rancho Dentistry. <laughs> All right, guys. Rancho <laughs> Dental Studio. Dental Rancho Studio. Dental Studio. <laughs> Which is where. It's a Mission Viejo. Mission Viejo. Let's yeah. put it up, put it up on this life thing, Drew. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Right, Nate's got it. Nate's got it. All right, gentlemen, we got to wrap this thing up. Yes, that's about right, Nate. Yes, we're about there. Jeff, thank you so much thank for you helping for Bob me. and being I, a part I of this. It. Really thank appreciate you so much. You're being the best. here. And uh, really, it's, you've, it's funny how you change somebody's life. With, you can you know, with the simplest yeah. thing. Just well, a smile. And to, it's and to be so fair, great. it's him yeah. him caring enough to go back and say thank you. It's really the moment of change right there. Right, that's the to me the magic of stuff like that is really what's fascinating. So it is. All right, guys, here we are. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. All right, see you later, you guys. All right, that's about it for this episode of This Life. Check us out at KBC, being Lawrence Vaughn, seven ninety midday live talk radio Monday to Friday. You can also tune in every day live via the magic of the internet at kbc.com. If you miss it, we've made it simple for you to find all the shows. At drdrew.com, the Adam and Dr. Drew podcast, the Think What I Do By Myself, Dr. Drew podcast, This Life, of course, with Bob Swole Patrol, Mike Cantho, and his new health and fitness podcast. You can uh, find us on Twitter at This Life Podcast, at Dr. Drew, Dairy W, at Rehab Bob Forrest, and of course, our lovely producer at First Lady of Love. I think I know who that is. If you love this show, please subscribe and tell a friend. We appreciate it when you do. We'd love to hear your feedback as well. Send us a message. Join the email list at drdrew.com, drdrew.com slash contact. You'll also get a weekly uh, email from us on that. Uh, while you're at it, at doctor.com, please support our sponsors by clicking through the banners. We only advertise products that I can get behind. So thank you for supporting them, those that support us. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.